Hi, and welcome to the Ross Weekly, where we present to you the latest happenings and upcomings in the Ross community, paired with a brief dive into the life of Ross. I'm one of your hosts, Michaela Terrell, and with me, I have Kevin Koo, Keith Liu, Brittany Smith, and Abuka Ufondu. Before we get started, we'll do a quick check-in on some recent and upcoming events and happenings at Ross and in the great, greater Ann Arbor community. Abuka, what's going on this week? Yeah, so we have a few interesting things coming up this week. Um, first thing is the Story Lab Winter Showcase happening on Tuesday, March 22nd, uh, 5 to 6.30 in Robertson Auditorium. Basically, Sanger Leadership Center is partnering with the Design and Business Club, as well as Emily, to give students a platform to share some authentic stories about themselves. Um, then the following Tuesday, uh, we have Ross Skating at Yoast uh, happening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Ice Arena. And basically the MBA program office is hosting a skating night at Yost Ice Arena and it's open for all like students, partners and families to attend and have fun skating or maybe falling instead. Um, then for the uh, Thursday after that on March 31st, we have a pop night being hosted by AABA from 7.30 to 10.30 PM at Necto. Um, they're partnering with a bunch of other organizations at Ross. Um, and basically it's a big dance competition, a bunch of teams going at it, uh, dancing to Asian pop music. So definitely check that out if you had a chance. Um, I'm gonna pass it back to Michaela to kick off our intros here. Awesome, thanks for that rundown Abuka. I'm really excited about the story lab. I didn't get to make it to the last one, but I heard the stories were amazing that people shared and you really get to know people on a different level. So I'm excited to check that out. Awesome. So before we dive into our topic today, we wanted to start just with some introductions um, so that everyone else can share kind of where we're from, our pre-Ross background, what we're involved in at Ross, and what we're hoping to do after Ross. Um, so let's start with Kevin. You want to kick us off? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Kevin Koo. I'm an international student who spent my adult life in California. Uh, I grew up in East Asia before that, and I'm also Australian by citizenship. So prior to Ross, uh, I was working mostly in consulting and social impact. And I came to Ross to try to pivot into working in food and CPG as a way to change the food system. And I'm currently heavily involved in a lot of things related to food or mark in terms of clubs and activities. And I will be interning in brand management this summer. I'm gonna popcorn it over to Ibuka. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Abuka Ufondu. Uh, originally born in Nigeria, I spent most of my life living in Canada, about eight years in Calgary and the last 10 in Montreal, Quebec. Um, previously was working in technology consulting prior to coming to Ross and came to Ross with a goal of uh, moving to like more of a strategy role in sports and entertainment. Um, gonna be spending the summer working in consulting, hopefully doing some of that type of work as well. Um, and some of the stuff I'm involved in at Ross is, again, similar to Kevin, very related to the things I'm interested in. So I'm involved with the Sports Business Association, as well as the Entertainment and Digital Media Club. I'm going to pass it over to Keith next. Hey, I'm Keith Liu. Um, originally from Seattle, where I've spent most of my time there. Um, but then joined the Navy to serve as a construction man manager for five years. And then recently separated to actually come here to Ross full time. Um, I'm in the things I'm involved in include Tauber, the general management club. So things that I'm interested in. I'm hoping after the MBA to pivot into a general 
general management or some leadership development program in operations. Um, not sure where I'm going this summer, still waiting for the Tauber project to match me. So uh, trying to be patient. I'll hand it over to Brittany. Hello, everyone. My name is Brittany Smith. I'm originally from Bakersfield, California. Um, I spent some time in LA and most recently lived in San Diego, missing the sunshine. Um, before Ross, I worked in the oil and gas industry and then as a um, consultant working with the Navy Marine Corps. I came to Ross to pivot into the tech space. This summer, I'm going to Microsoft as a product marketing manager intern, really excited about it. Um, as far as some of the things that I'm involved in at Ross, I'm pretty involved in um, the consortium, BBSA, um, and HBSA, which are um, affinity-related organizations, um, as well as the Michigan Business Women, Business Women Club, um, as well as the Tech Club, and I think that's it. At least that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Thanks, Brittany. Um, so I am Michaela Terrell. Uh, prior to Ross, well, originally I am from Texas, from Abilene, Texas, uh, born and raised. Um, and then I spent 10 years in New York City working in the nonprofit sector um, before coming to Ross, where I am making a slight pivot into investment banking. Um, so I'll be in San Francisco this summer working at RBC. Um, it's been a wild ride, but um, in addition to that, um, I am involved in, of course, the finance club at Ross, um, along with Michigan Businesswomen and Consortium, um, along with Brittany. And then I will also be part of the Give a Day Fund um, over the next year. Um, and of course, the BBU Business Beyond Usual podcast, <laughs> which has been really fun so far. Um, awesome. So before we dive super deep into our topic today, I'm going to put, pass it over to Keith, um, just to kind of give us some context for what we're going to be talking about. Keith, what's going on today? Yeah, so I just want to preface the purpose of this episode. It's to, it's really to provide perspective to the introverts experience at Michigan Ross. Um, we felt that this episode would add a lot of insight, uh, particularly for prospective students who are listening. You may have preconceived notions about business school, uh, maybe even the culture specifically at Michigan Ross. So we're going to dive deep into it, talk a little bit more about what exactly we've experienced as introverts um, and our perspective. So with that, I'll have I'll hand it over to Kevin to kick us off. Yeah, perfect. So I think it makes sense for this episode to start by defining uh, introversion and to level set our conversation today. And I'm pretty sure there is a scientific definition of introversion, <clears throat> but the one that I like is from Susan Cain, who wrote uh, the book Quiet many years ago. And she says that introversion is just people who prefer quieter, more minimally um, stimulating environments. And I think that's a very helpful definition because more commonly speaking, I feel like people tend to equate introversion to two other things, which is shyness and or preferring to socialize outside of parties where alcohol is involved. And of course, I think there's definitely a Venn diagram where people with these tendencies or preferences overlap but I think introverts get painted sometimes in a bad light and people assume one thing must mean the other thing, which then also must mean the other thing. And you know, I personally think that business schools in general over-index on having social people 
But I don't think that means that there are significantly fewer introverts in these environments. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I think the introverts here at MBAs are probably going to be maybe less shy and maybe more social than the general population of introverts out there, maybe. But um, yeah, with that, I want to give it back to Michaela, who can um, start our conversation off as the only other, uh, as the only extrovert in this uh, in this group. That's true. I definitely um, identify more on the extroverted side of things. I get tons of energy from being around people. So, um, but I'm super excited to be part of this conversation and just to hear more about y'all's experiences at Ross so far. Um, and to kick us off, I'm just really curious to hear about what your kind of first impressions of Ross were. You know, we all came here in August, um, came to orientation and to add more context to that, it was like, you know, still middle of the pandemic, I guess, time is weird, but we were definitely coming out of the pandemic. I think a lot of us had not been around kind of 400 people <laughs> in person in a while. So there was also that shock, I think for all of us, but as introverts yourselves, what was that experience like? Um, kind of just getting to know so many new people. Does anyone want to start us off? Awesome. Brittany. <laughs> I can start you off. Um, it was, it was exhausting. I feel like that's the, the first word that comes to mind. Um, it was incredible to meet so many new people and hear their stories, where they're from, where they're trying to go. Um, but after spending the better part of a year sort of in my apartment by myself with my dog, um, I was exhausted like every day um, interacting with people and, and constantly talking and trying to socialize. I felt like my um, energy levels would sort of run out quicker than they had in a while. And I didn't have the energy to to give to people that I wanted to be able to give. And I definitely had to sort of retreat to um, charge my batteries, which I, I don't know. I mean, I felt a little bit guilty about it. Like you're in this new environment, you're meeting new people. Um, and I wasn't able to, I guess, do everything I wanted to do because I needed time to sort of recharge. Um, at least that, that was my experience. I definitely love to hear some of your all's experiences and you know what those first couple of weeks were like for you. Yeah, I can follow up with that. I, I definitely agree with you, Brittany, that the first few weeks um, coming to Ross, you're right, the, the coming out of the COVID bubble from where we all came from beforehand, entering classrooms for the first time, being in a crowded setting um, for the first time in what might be a year and a half to two years. As an introvert, I definitely felt like I needed to carve out some time and space to just walk, to be in, like I said earlier, a minimally stimulating environment, or just be at home, um, be on the choir, quieter side, find spaces where there's like an absence of too much noise or whatever. I think those were, um, those were important moments over the course of the orientation week, for sure. Um, but I want to also back up a little bit before that to my first impression of Ross and sort of where I think the reputation of Ross comes from in terms of, you know, I, I feel like my first impression of Ross was from uh, a manager I had when I was working in consulting who also came from Ross post MBA. Um, and I didn't really hear too much about the reputation that Ross has a very fratty or very social culture until I started digging into the internet and started thinking more about business schools myself during the application journey. And sometimes I wonder if a lot of that reputation is just a trickle upwards from the undergrads in terms of the frattier side. 
Um, but I also do think that there's a part of this which is related to Ross situated in Ann Arbor, right? Where people come here from all over the country and all over the world, not really knowing anybody in the very small town. And I think, you know, yeah, there are definitely few people from Michigan or from the area, but I think just the nature of all of us coming from out of, out of state, usually it does force people to try to be more social and to try to just be more friendly and to be more social and make friends in that way. And I think that just contributes to the culture that we might see at Ross um, on a day-to-day. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that. Um, I had the same uh, initial preconception that Ross was going to be super fratty and it was going to be alcohol heavy. Um, but then I came here and that that's maybe you can you can find that if you want it. But that's ne- that's not necessarily like the main culture and there's niches of culture everywhere. And so I found that really reassuring and relieving to be able to find my niche that I felt more comfortable in as far as energy and how I socialize. Um, but on top of that, um, what Kevin said about, um, on my mind, blank. Uh, Kevin, you, you, met, you talked about um, that last part. You mean being new in town and sort of coming from everywhere else? Exactly. Well, yes, that. So I, I made a decision to go to Ross because a big part of it was that like people wouldn't have pre-built networks here and default to friends that they already had in the, in the city or whatever it is. So that's why I specifically didn't choose to go back to Seattle or any other city. I wanted to come to a place where, you know, the playing field was kind of set at the same level for everyone to start over, build new friends new networks and kind of like reintroduce yourself however you want. So that was a big part of why I chose Ross and being able to establish a good foundation of people around you wasn't too hard because Ross does kind of hold your hand in a way during orientation. Um, So you'll, you'll like create friends really quickly. And I don't think that's, I don't think the burdens on introverts so much. Yeah, I think um, I would just really reiterate what um, everyone said so far, especially the point about like people coming from different environments, especially like myself, like as an international student, similar to Keith, like had a preference for schools where people would be coming from like somewhere else to go to that school and sort of be forced to like, you know, build new networks. And that helps as well with like being someone who is introverted, like finding your people, because those people are also kind of like looking for you too, because they don't have their group already established in that city. So definitely one of the big advantages for Ross for not even just introverts, but like everyone coming to the school is that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that people coming from everywhere, everyone trying to make friends at once is such a like blessing and a bit of a curse, but not necessarily specific to Ross. I think it's just, it's pretty well talked about, I think in the MBA community that it's hard to not compare yourself to others or kind of feel like other people are doing more than you or whatever. And um, I can imagine that sense of comparison can be, I mean, it's tough for everybody uh, regardless of where, where your energy levels come from or whatever, your social interactions. But I think it is an added layer on top of everything, right? Um, and so I'm curious how you all navigated, like how you engaged in Ross, whether it's clubs, or like academics, recruiting for sure. I know that's tough for everybody, but may have extra layers or kind of added nuances um, in your experiences. So 
I'm just curious how you navigated that, where you found kind of really good ways to engage in Ross and where maybe you've kind of stretched yourself into spaces you might not have thought you'd be putting yourselves into. Kevin, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I could definitely start by talking about the recruiting side, which is probably everybody's first impression and top of mind thing when they first arrive at business school. Um, I think recruiting wise, definitely the number and the intensity of, you know, extremely stimulating environments and events that comes from those, you know, the recruiting events or professional events really depends, I think, a lot on um, your different industries. Um, I think for me, speaking from the marketing slash CPG side, um, it was definitely tiring sometimes to show up for large scale, even virtual networking situations where you have to have your webcam on and, you know, you have to sort of smile and be very, um, um, put your best foot forward, right? So we should say, and I think sometimes those events really drained me. Um, so I personally would play to my strengths. I knew that I connected really, I preferred connecting to people in a one-on-one -on -one setting. And so for me, knowing that coffee chats were really, and networking were a really big part of recruiting for brand management, I definitely played to my strengths there. And I did a lot of those. And I think that helped me get ahead in the recruiting sense for sure. But um, I definitely knew that, you know, there were things you had to show up for. So, you know, you would just prepare for the day, maybe do something energizing beforehand or rest before that or afterwards. Um, overall, just being aware of my limits and scheduling time in the day to be by myself or to have time apart from people really helped me survive uh, the recruiting season, which I think can definitely be overwhelming and extremely tiring um, when it gets rough for everybody in different industries. Um, just wanted to add on on the recruiting side of things. I think one thing that maybe is a little bit underrated that might have helped with recruiting is actually the whole virtual recruiting thing, um, especially as someone who is introverted. And I, I obviously like didn't work in strategy consulting before, but I did work at a consulting firm and like seeing those networking circles happen live, like being on the other end of it as someone working there is stressful enough. So I can't imagine being like a student, like trying to like jam your question in while like everyone else is doing the exact same thing and like trying to one up each other. So totally agree with Kevin, like those one-on-one -on -one, like virtual networking sessions were like perfect to like actually just be able to sit down, like come prepared with like a set of questions and just have like a natural conversation with recruiters. That was really great. I actually really love that call out and shout out for coffee chats because <laughs> it just reminds me that recruiting is grueling for sure. It definitely kind of depends on, on the industry you're in, but there's a little bit for everybody, right? There are definitely the large group kind of group <laughs> functions or group events where you're trying to all kind of get, get a word in, but then we do have the coffee chats where it's one-on-one, -on -one, you and maybe one or two other people. Um, and I just appreciate, I like that you called that out, Kevin, because I think it highlights that you know it's useful for everybody there's a part there for everybody to get their kind of best foot forward i appreciate that a lot um do any of you want to kind of talk about ways you've kind of stretched yourselves or just areas you've gotten involved in at ross that have felt really safe and comfortable or that have helped you kind of recharge along with everything else going on i can start um i can talk about like the clubs and the leadership positions so initially starting the year, I think I like overstretched myself and got involved in the vets club, the general management club, leading and planning a bunch of conferences. Um, but I came to realize like, okay, 
it's it's not it doesn't matter really whether you're an extrovert or introvert as far as like taking on leadership positions it's just whether you want to add value to the clubs and people will work with you regardless of how whatever your energy or whatever your uh however you approach a work style so i didn't i didn't think being an introvert held me back anyway um and the reality is is that a lot of the club positions um you're just pushing emails a lot so <laughs> if you're comfortable pushing emails you'll be fine there you're not expected to like give presentations to like 100 people or anything like that uh, that's that's not the expectation of being a club president or a club leader it's more so how to drive value and convince people to to work with you and it's it's more team focused than it is being extroverted or introverted so that's that's my take on it yeah, I can follow up with that too, because I know that all of us on this call are MBA ones, but we will soon be MBA twos next year. And I think we're, there's an expectation and also an obligation that we are going to be stepping up into um, more leadership and more senior leadership positions next year across a whole variety of clubs. And I know personally for me that it's going to be a challenge to maintain motivation and to try to maintain my energy levels in some of those different capacities. Um, I'm gonna be a VP of one club, two clubs, and also the president of one or the co-president of one, I should say. And so I know that those opportunities will be draining in some cases, but I also know that this is something I wanted to challenge myself with with coming to Ross was to try to use some of the skills that I would learn in class in terms of you know, keeping things organized and making things happen in a club setting. Um, and I know I just knew that these are things I, I wanted to practice and practice sort of being baseline, a little bit uncomfortable throughout the year. Um, but it will be a challenge for sure. I think for me, similar to Keith, I definitely came into Ross and um, sort of tried to dip a finger into a bunch of different things. Like, oh, I wanna try this, I wanna try this over here, this, that, all the other things. Um, and I quickly realized that I was doing the most. It was a little bit or a lot of it too much. Um, and I think from that, I had to really sort of take a step back and determine, okay, what, what means the most to me, what, even though as an introvert, like I refuel by being alone, um, but which of these activities am I okay with sort of, I don't want to say draining me because that sounds negative. Like it's, you know, sucking the life out of me, but no matter what I do, it's taking some level of energy from me, right? Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I had to decide, okay, which activities am I okay with, you know, sort of taking my, my energy levels and um, sort of just be really intentional about where I wanted to give my time and who I wanted to give my time to. And I think that has sort of helped me as I move into my MBA two year. Um, I too have taken on some leadership positions, but only a couple versus several because I knew for me that I would be overwhelmed. Um, wow, I just drew a blank. <laughs> I knew that I would be a little bit overwhelmed if I took on multiple roles. And funny enough, I actually had a conversation with Kevin about, oh, I think I want to do this and this and this. And um, he sort of pushed back a little bit and asked me to sort of really think about that as, you know, are these things that I really want to do? Are these things that I really want to sort of put my time, energy, and, and effort into. Um, thanks, Kev, because <laughs> I probably would have overwhelmed myself again. But fortunately, um, 
I will not be doing that. And I think I've sort of set myself up um, or put myself in a good position, at least leading into my MBA two years, as far as where I will be putting my time from the perspective of um, leadership involvement with clubs and different organizations. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I was able to help you with that, but where were you when I was signing up for all these things? Now I feel like I've, you know, (laughs) now I'm in trouble. I don't know. I feel like I didn't know about some of these leadership positions. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I need to, I need to be better about checking in on you. Kev, what are you doing with your time? What are you signing up for? Let's talk about it. That's the true introvert of Brittany. (laughs) <laughs> guess sounds like kevin also kept it under wraps so he really did <laughs> just sneaky sneakster <laughs> that's funny uh, i also wanted to maybe steer the conversations towards thinking about group work and sort of class related stuff as an introvert because i know that there are some unique challenges sometimes of being a part of groups and doing work as a group when everybody's dealing with different pressures and different times of the year maybe someone's recruiting and that's you know that person's weighing the group down or something but how have you guys felt you know working in different group settings um, throughout the year so far especially during core classes which everybody has to take um, for the most part how does everybody feel any reflections I guess I'll hop in since I got a little bit quiet there um I think Again, just being really intentional with time. Like I know, for example, I have more energy in the mornings than I do in the evenings. So if um, I needed to schedule time to work with a group and complete homework or a project or something, if possible, I would, you know, vote to have those meetings a little bit earlier in the day than in the evening. Um, I also know that for me, it's hard for me to think in a group setting like I sort of need time to myself to sort of piece together my thoughts and then it's easier for me to then go meet with the group and sort of share those thoughts versus coming up with a bunch of stuff on the spot and in the moment Um, and so I had to just be honest about that and, and share that with my team members and let them know hey this is what works best for me um just to sort of make them aware and then also allow myself the time that I needed to prepare for discussions or homework or whatever it was that that we were working on. Um, And I think that that was really helpful for me. Um, And like reflecting and like thinking of these key takeaways now as I'm like speaking out loud about them and realizing like, oh yeah, that was really helpful. Um, And I think it was also helpful for my group members as well, just to better understand me and my work style and, you know, where I was coming from and how I interact with them in a professional setting. Yeah, I, I resonate with that too. I, I did the same where I was kind of open with my my groups, like, hey, like I prefer doing this alone and then coming together as a group to like discuss after I've, I've had a chance to digest whatever it was. And that, that worked out at least well for me. Um, so that's how I navigated like working in groups and uh handling like academic homework whatever it is but I think it also helped like being broken into different sections and getting to know your sections you start to build the friendship so like that hurdle of like speaking up working in groups isn't as draining or at least it wasn't for me so I felt 
the way Ross kind of breaks us up into sections does help a little bit too. Yeah, and something that, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, something that's sort of related to that is I feel like Ross maybe, I don't know if it's more than other uh, B schools, but definitely um, is up there is, I feel like whenever Ross people work in groups, there's generally at least a few conversations in the beginning of working together to, to norm things, right? How are we communicating? Um, how hard are we going to try in this project or in this specific class? I think these things, um, these conversations are always, um, were sort of drilled into us during orientation as this is how we are as a culture. And I love that that's been a, something that I've consistently had throughout different groups and different classes throughout the core experience. Um, and I think like Brittany said, knowing your energy levels, like he said, knowing how you like to communicate or receive feedback. Um, I feel like I know a lot more about how I like to work in teams now than I did before. And a lot of that was through the group work. And I think, you know, being a comfortable introvert in those settings is also something that um, really helped the teams I was a part of function. But sorry, Abuka, you can go. No, I was just going to jump in on maybe just a little bit outside group work, but like just the classroom setting itself. Um, obviously, like with a lot of the, maybe not all the courses, but some of the courses being like case-based, there is like, you know, cold calling that happens and opportunities or maybe opportunities that you don't want to speak up in class. Um, and definitely, I don't know if it's really like an introvert versus extrovert thing, but definitely there is that like feeling you get when you do have to contribute something. And it's usually, you know, kind of directly proportional to how well you feel you understand what's going on in class at that particular moment. Um, but definitely an, another thing to think about, I guess, for people who are introverted is just like making those contributions in class and some of the challenges around that, just, I guess, just general like nervousness, which I think everyone kind of experiences a little bit as well. Yeah, Abuka, do you think that, I know a lot of our professors did try to create kind of alternate ways for people to engage outside of class. Uh, do you or anyone else, do you guys feel like that was helpful or that those other opportunities gave you more space to contribute? I, I would say it was kind of like a case by case basis. I definitely do think that some of the platforms like such as like Perusal, which we use in like our most recent accounting class, definitely gave you an opportunity to like participate in the class without having like directly say something in class, which is obviously like a little bit less nerve wracking. Um, and for people who don't know what perusal is, it's basically like the prof would post like a video or like a case before the class and you could go in and like at certain timestamps, like make a comment or ask a question about something and have him answer there or have someone else in class answer there. Or you could be someone who answered somebody else's question on one of those posts. And that's kind of a way for you to like maybe low stakes, like get those participation grades um, a little bit lower stakes than trying to explain what like uh, cost drivers are live in front of everyone else in the class if you don't understand what's going on. I think that really depends on how like the opportunities, Michaela, to find alternative ways to contribute in class. I think that really depends on the experience of the professors themselves. Uh, I feel like some professors who have been teaching for many, many, many years are likely more, more likely to have those opportunities to open up those discussion points. But I also feel like sometimes in some core classes where I've had a 
new-ish professor that those opportunities weren't there. And it was a little bit more like a classic um, lecturer, student discussion interaction. So those opportunities are a little bit harder for maybe introverts to step, feel comfortable stepping forward and speaking out in class. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, one thing I wanted to ask before we jump into our final um, kind of topic, I guess, is around the subject of clubs and other involvement. Do you guys have, I don't know if it's just reflections or tips for people who might be coming in um, next year, thinking about club involvement? Brittany, I know you said you kind of tried a little bit of everything, and I think some of you may have had a different approach, but I'm just curious, like, what do you think the pros and cons are of kind of trying a lot versus, you know, being more thoughtful or intentional potentially on the front end without necessarily knowing too much initially? Yeah, I definitely sort of jumped in with both feet and <laughs> thought I wanted to do it all. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that that was a bad thing though. I, I'm also a very curious person and I was definitely curious about a lot and sort of stepping into these different club opportunities and um, sort of getting a firsthand account of what they do and what they're about and, you know, who's in it, that sort of thing was helpful for me to then down the road decide, okay, I really want to be a part of this, but I will take a backseat to, to this over here. Whereas I think, um, I mean, definitely if you come in already knowing that you want to be a part of A, B, and C, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, right? Like more power to you. But I think that there is power in sort of trying um, different things. From the perspective of being an introvert, it definitely was draining for me. Like the first um, quarter, I was riding the struggle bus a lot. I was tired a lot. Like your girl was struggling, <laughs> but I think it was, it was worth it in the end to sort of figure out like where I wanted to put my, my energy. Like, you know, if I had 10 energy bucks in the beginning of the day, like you gotta be very intentional about where you're going to spend those 10 bucks. And I think I was able to, to figure that out. It's a bumpy road, but you know, I got there. Um, I, I definitely had a little bit of a different uh, approach to uh, Brittany's. Um, like I said, I was uh, involved with like Sports Business Association as well as like the Entertainment and Digital Media Club. And I think I did definitely play it safe a bit. Like I had talked to a lot of people who were on the exec of those clubs prior to coming to Ross. And it was kind of like just jumping into a group where I already kind of knew everyone. And I remember even telling like uh, Keith, who's, who's my roommate, like all the time, like, dude, like I'm not trying to like take on anything that's not like exactly related to like what I want to do. So I ended up like turning down like a lot of other opportunities, which um, on a positive note, like meant I was able to manage my time pretty well. But then on the negative side, like there are a lot of things that I look back on where I'm like, oh, I really wish I'd gotten involved with that. And so like next year, obviously like aiming to kind of try to be a little bit more expansive in my approach to like clubs and extracurriculars as well. Yeah, I would say I was maybe in between uh, Brittany and Abuka in terms of my plan before I started at Ross. I think I, roughly speaking, there are what, like three types of clubs at Ross, right? There's the professional clubs, which help you with recruiting. 
there's the social stuff, and then there's the affinity groups, right? And so I feel like for the professional stuff, I definitely joined the ones that I thought would be most helpful for my career. And I think that's what everybody here did um, on the, for themselves. And then in terms of the affinity and social clubs, I think I joined just a few. And the good news is also, um, if you're sort of paying attention and listening to what other people are saying about different clubs, um, it was always helpful to hear good things about certain clubs and then to join it, right? Like Abuga, you and I, we joined the Japanese Business Student Association randomly because it cost $5, but they ended up having some incredible events throughout the first semester um, at Ross, which I thought was much more than $5 worth. Um, but then the good news is also, if you feel like you wanna join a club middle of the year, you're totally allowed to. There's no cutoff point for joining clubs. And so I know people who have joined social clubs middle of the year because they knew that an event they really wanted to have a chance to participate in was right around the corner. And so they might pay a little bit more, but they knew that they were um, about to join an event. And so they knew they were gonna get a discount, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there isn't really a window, I would say for new students, um, join a few, know what you're going for, but then be open-minded about maybe joining things throughout the year if that's something you're hesitant about in terms of your energy levels and commitment. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. As we wrap up the episode, um, I want to definitely get a sense of how you all recharge outside of school stuff. So kind of in your personal life, how do you make sure you're taking care of yourself, kind of setting your boundaries? Where do you recharge? And do you have any tips for other introverts who may be wanting to come to Ross? Um, I could start. I think um, something I would say and suggest future students think a lot about is where they want to live when they are here at Ross. Um, I feel that for me personally, I very consciously chose to live at Woodbury. And even though I'm not living with my partner and I also don't have a dog myself, I definitely knew that Woodbury is a community which has a reputation for being very partner centric um, and is a little bit farther away from Ross in terms of walkability. I just actually saw that as a strength because I knew that this was a place I could detach myself from the Ross bubble, right? I think for some of the people who live within walking distance to Ross, their whole life revolves around Ross and, and Ross-centric things. And for me, I knew that I wanted Ross to be a part of my life, but not my entire life. And so, you know, spending, you know, quite a lot of my time outside of Ross here at Woodbury, which is very walkable, there's a lot of nature, um, a lot of space, I think to me has been a very helpful way to recharge myself, especially during the sunnier days and the warmer months. Um, so I, I think choosing where you live and being intentional about what kind of a social environment you want to surround yourself with uh, is a suggestion I would have for future students. Just a quick thing, but I think um, naturally, um, maybe not for all introverts, but for a lot, we tend to gravitate towards like groups where we already feel like pretty comfortable um, being in that setting. And I would encourage people to be like a little bit more risk taking in, in terms of like expanding their social network while they're at Ross. Like you do, and it is a nice thing as well. Like you do get put in these groups, like your section. Um, and then even within your classes, like you'll have like your group projects and all this stuff. But one thing that does is oftentimes you don't get to interact with people who aren't in those groups, like people who aren't in the same clubs as you or aren't in your section or aren't in your classes. So definitely when there are opportunities to 
um, interact with people outside of those groups, take advantage of those, whether that's like uh, trips or other clubs or events that you normally wouldn't attend, um, definitely take advantage of those as well and try to get to know the other 300 and something plus people in the, the program as well. Yeah, one, one way I did that uh, to Buka's point was um, I took a trip to Patagonia. And so group trips for me sounded very like overwhelming. I didn't want to go on vacation and feel like I was working or expending energy. I wanted to relax and recoup after like a long quarter. So the Patagonia trip I, I went on was actually a small group setting. It was only 11 of us. And we went down to Chile and um, got to explore the, the countryside. So that, that was a really good experience because it allowed me to like lean on my strength of small group settings and building really tight relationships with people, which I prefer instead of like a big group setting where it's, it's more service level, or at least I think. So that's how I leverage uh, my break and taking, taking trips outside of the MBA. I think for me, um, first of all, as far as recharging, um, I think similar to Kevin, just getting outside and sort of walking around. Um, being from California, I love any day where the sun is shining and I can get out there and let it just soak me up. Um, I also have a dog and I think that helps get out and you know get moving and be outside in nature. But I think as far as how I recharge, definitely just being by myself. Um, like I, I have to have that alone time where I'm not talking to anybody, not interacting with anybody, um, just nothingness is, is really helpful for me. Um, as far as sort of the, the group experiences, the travel experiences, I've done, I think, sort of one of each, one that was smaller-ish. I don't know if 30 people is small or not, but we had to plan a lot of that on our own. And it was, it was exhausting. It was, it was a lot versus um, a trip that was much larger, 80 people, but everything was sort of planned. Um, still a little bit exhausting, but a little bit less exhausting. I don't know. That's really, that's for a whole nother like episode. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's at least worth it to sort of try different things and see how you react. Like you might surprise even yourself. Right. So um I don't know. I think the whole MBA program or experience is partially about pushing yourself and trying new things. So I say do it wherever there's an opportunity to do it. Yeah, Brittany, I totally agree with there. Um, I think many of us in this call went to Columbia as well as part of a different type of trek, which also had, I think, 80 to 90 people um, officially on that trip, which was a lot of fun but definitely extremely draining uh, as an introvert. Um, something else I also wanted to bring up was um, the notion or the concept of FOMO uh, as an introvert as well. I feel like at Ross um, and with most MBAs in general, I feel like there's definitely a more alcohol forward culture um, in social settings. Maybe that's because Ann Arbor doesn't have you know, as many diverse opportunities to um, explore the city, to you know, engage with um, different parts of, you know, culture and city and things like that. Um, I, I know that Ross definitely is known for having a, you know, party culture. Um, 
And I do think like Abuka said earlier in the call that there are, or maybe Keith said it, there are opportunities to do that if you would want to, but there's also just as many opportunities to do other things if that's you know more your alley of interest. And so for me, I definitely don't think that I've gone to as many parties as most people, but I personally don't um, feel ex excluded personally, because I think if I were to show up, I know that Ross people were super warm and inviting anyway. So I don't know. I think there was definitely a period where earlier on in my MBA, where I, I was like, ah, there's a little bit of FOMO here where I feel like there's parties happening all the time, but I'm just too tired to go to <laughs> most of them. Um, but I had to just make peace with that. And I knew that you know, on one hand, this might be me missing out, but on the other hand, I'm a person who would schedule to have one-on-one -on -one lunches with my section mates and to try to get to know people in a different social environment. So I knew that I was trying to make up for it in other ways, and I felt fine with that trade-off uh, myself. And to Kevin's point, like you can definitely create what benefits you. So if you want to plan a small group dinner. Like that's definitely doable and people are always down to like join something like that if you reach out to them. So if that's something more your alley and you don't want to do like a dinner with 30 or 40 people, then that's okay. Like definitely plan it yourself and benefit from that too. Like you get to curate your own experience. So um, that's what I would do. I just wanted to quickly mention um sort of on the heels of what Kev is saying about FOMO, there's also JOMO, right? The joy of missing out. So yes, you might be, you might be missing out on a party or I don't know, some, some event, but if you're missing out on that party or that event, then you'll probably, you're probably doing something for yourself, right? Whatever it is that, that is energizing you or giving you life or, you know, just that self-care time that you need for yourself. So, um, I think something Kev sort of mentions is like reframing your, your perspective. And I think a good way to look at FOMO is to also look at the other side of that, which is JOMO. So yay for JOMO. I like that. I, I totally like that. agree with that, Brittany. I'm just, even as the uh, self-identified extrovert on the call, um, JOMO is something I've tried to lean into in business school too. And I think most people in business school do feel that tension between kind of being brave, stepping out into new experiences, going into things that you wouldn't necessarily think yourself, think you would have been in, but also being wise about setting boundaries for yourself, right? And leaning into JOMO, like you said, taking space for yourself, taking space to kind of recharge, reset, even just be reflective. I realized kind of halfway through fall B, <laughs> but um it's really hard to be reflective in the MBA if you're not kind of being intentional about it. And I think that's something that's really important for all of us um, throughout the journey because we're being part of so many new experiences that I think it's really helpful and important to take that time to reflect, be intentional about the decisions that we're making or even the things that we wanna kind of be brave about too. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Anything else people wanna add or say before we wrap up? Awesome. Well, I will just say thank you all so much for having this conversation. I think I've learned a lot and it's been super helpful just to hear all of your different experiences. And I really appreciate that we have um, such diversity and kind of what people are involved in and how people are approaching different situations. So thanks for sharing all of that. 
Um, all right. Well, this has been another edition of the Ross Weekly, which is the showcase of the latest happenings and upcomings brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Keith Liu, Kevin Ku, Ibuka Afondu, and myself, Michaela Terrell. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Christina Weiberg, and Eric Hoffenbeck. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, go blue. This is Business Beyond Usual.